after my son, Billy? He's your son. That'd make you the motherfucker killed Joe, that right? You killed my youngest, now you're after Billy, yeah? Yeah. I'm after him. Well, Billy's no damn doing of mine. Anything he did's no damn doing of mine. So, somebody needs to make somebody pay for something to make themselves feel better. Billy'd be the one to pay. Kill the little piss pants. See if it makes a damn day's difference to me. Dad to dad. Don't tell me about it. Just go do it. Lord knows I've been patient. And you're a cash fucking customer. But you think about asking me where Billy is. I'll kill you. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 39. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where revenge is a dish served best over ice with a twist of lime. Boom! <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. That was cute. Right? Yeah. So cute. Little, little, little spritzer of lime. <laughs> so cute. Little spritzer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so today we're talking about revenge, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, sweet. revenge. Man, we got a couple of good ones, too. We do. We do. You good guys boy. ever get any uh, good revenge on anybody? Ooh. I wasn't prepared for that. And I don't know if I can legally answer that question. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, like not 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 the type of revenge that we're talking about yeah, today. Like I've never mowed down someone's family before. Like I may <laughs> I may have pulled somebody's pants down in public or something like that. I've, I've egged a few houses. Oh, you, well, yeah. yeah do you I've consider that revenge? Because yeah, oh, I've yeah. definitely like TP'd houses and egged houses and shaving creamed mailboxes and stuff yeah, yeah. I all the stuff that you get the, uh, arrested for did, nowadays when i was in high school we did the uh the dog shit under someone's door handle oh, in the car i, I was gonna say that that was my move <laughs> or or I you put on a guy's car once except for it was your own your own shit yeah or was, you or you just drop it underneath their windshield wiper blade so that mm. when they go to use their windshield wiper that's brilliant <laughs> oh boy oh, yeah oh um, yeah so um uh so anyway how have the last seven days been for you gentlemen uh, good. Yes. Oh, yeah? Do anything? Do anything fun? Well, I went to a couple of shows. You did you? W- you went with me. I did. So yeah. Uh, actually, the day was it the day before we recorded? Yes. Last? Oh no, we... the day after we recorded no, we re- last yes, week. Yes, because we recorded on Wednesday last week because we yeah. had to go see uh, a little band called Coheed and Cambria. Coheed and Cambria Thursday. and uh, the Deer Hunter last Thursday, and then yesterday we m- checked one off of. Uh, my bucket list, but not as much as it is Mike's bucket My list bucket because list. Uh, we went and saw Set Bush. Set the stage. What's that? Set the stage. It's, oh. 19, it's 1996. Yeah. I've built myself a little uh, blanket fort in the basement. Mm-hmm. And by little, I mean two-story the works. <laughs> okay. Are you wearing a chain wallet? Not at this point. Oh, okay. No, 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 not, not at this point. In 1996, Mike would have been 11 years old. Okay. So. In my tree, in my in my, my my basement fort, not a tree fort. That'd be weird in the basement. In my fort, I had my I pulled the TV into the fort so I could hang out and watch MTV as I did Naturally. literally all day. Yeah, and I loved Bush, mm-hmm. loved this band, 
more than more than I probably should have. The come down video. Mm-hmm. I still don't walk into your bathroom and take a whiz without looking into the doorknob on your uh, on your cabinet. And it has that fisheye lens effect when you look straight through oh. the doorknob. <laughs> and I will still back and forth to it the way that Gavin does on Do a chair. See, every time you're taking a piss Literally at my house, are you single, saying come down yes, yourself? Yes, every single time. I don't want to come in. Oh, my gosh. Point is, though, so 1996, so spring break, right? Yeah. It's the iconic uh, Bush performance where they're out they're out uh, in the pouring rain yep. performing. Yeah. And he's like, well, we'll stay out here if you stay out here. I don't know. That's a really that was bad. bad. <laughs> that was really bad. My point bad. is, I was like, well, they'll keep playing if, if the crowd stays there. And they played through and like they were like. Oh. Against against the uh, the wishes of yeah. MTV, they're like, oh, if yeah. you go out there, you're going to get electrocuted yep. to death. Yep. And they're like. And they Glycerine played. in the pouring rain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That was the moment where I said, I need to see this band. And they that was like probably the moment where they solidify as one of my favorite bands. Probably top three. And 21 years Honestly. later, you finally saw them. 21 years later, I finally saw them. Granted, not exactly in their prime anymore. They were still good, though. They put on a good show. Yeah, but nothing says you're going to... You're, nothing says that you're aging like the the middle of the center section of the floor is roped off with tables and chairs. <laughs> yeah, well, the back though no, like up was, on the up on the mezzanine it was it was, it was still at general admission though all that was open for coheed yeah so well, the old man show they put up Kevin uh, <laughs> is 51 years old now you know i saw them guys in their prime on the old uh 16 stone tour you did yeah where back, uh the palace of auburn hills it was oh. them goo goo dolls and uh this band with this girl with these red clown shoes and horns <laughs> this music that had ska i never heard of this when i was 10 years old <laughs> is that where they met on the 16 yeah. stone uh yeah yeah Tour? Yep. Right on. 16 bones. No tour. doubt. By and the way. and, and, and I was about right now, uh, walking in the fatter. I must have been in fourth <laughs> grade at that time. And uh, and there were some girls behind us that we were up in like the upper deck and they were flashing their their titties oh, at yeah. Gavin. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to concerts all the time. <laughs> did people do that at shows back then? Was they that did. like a big thing still? Did you? The 10 year old boy. I don't think I've alive. ever been to a show where there was flashers except for maybe when I saw Buck Cherry. My, my, <laughs> like one of, the, one of the first shows, I'm almost ashamed to admit this, but one of the first shows that I ever went to uh, was at the Palace and it was Corn uh, on the Sick and Twisted tour. I'm sorry, what is what is embarrassing about that? <clears throat> yeah, I know. Uh, you'd still go to a Corn show <laughs> so right would now you. if you. So would you. No. Yes, you are. I wouldn't yeah. pay money for it. Oh, but, bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, but they had, it was the Sick and Twisted tour, and then in between bands, they, they literally had like, it was like the titty cam. Like they really, they, yeah. They scanned the crowd oh, and then they yeah. projected it up on the the uh, megatron, megatron, not megatron. What do they call the it? Giant ass screen. Yeah, the huge. Why can't I? Titan jumbotron. The jumbotron. Titantron's from wrestling. Yeah, and it was yeah, and it was like basically if we point at you, show us your titties, and there was not a lot of women that didn't do it. Wow. I was really surprised, and I was young, so you know it was, you, it was you, a good night. Were you there with your mom? No. Did she, did she get on no. the titty cam? No, I was old enough to go with a couple of my friends, luckily, because that would have been awkward. Nice. But anyway, so that's what we've been up to in the last week. What about you, Jay? You know, working hard and, and just working hard. Just grinding it out. Just grinding. Grinding. Lots of grinding. You look like you got some sunburn there. I did. Bro. I've been spending some time outside, shaved my head down a little bit, mm-hmm. and nice. I was just like, I'm going to get a nice burn because it's going to turn into a nice tan. <laughs> there you go. Um, um, before we get into it, yeah. Uh, sorry, I... Have you guys seen a trailer for this movie called uh, 47 Meters Down? 
Is that the the? It's the shark one. Yeah. Right? Oh my god! They released a full length trailer for it. Yeah. I don't know if it's new or not. I just saw it. Holy shit! I think. Like, remember, the... remember we saw the Shallows trailer for the first time, and we were like so pumped, like pumped for yeah. a summer shark movie. Yeah. This is that movie now. Isn't this the one that is partly in night vision? I think we we watched we watched a teaser that, trailer yeah. of it a couple so months Mandy ago. Moore. Uh, oh. Mandy Moore. Yeah, Mandy it? Moore's in oh, it. So this might remember. be different. I don't yeah. know, but. No, I meant so to watch good. the trailer and I didn't. Oh, we awesome. probably should have just watched it before we came on here. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, t- we'll take a break and then we'll watch it and then we'll talk about it after the break. Done. Anyway, so uh, today we're talking about revenge porn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not we are revenge not. Porn. That's morally wrong, and I definitely don't watch it on Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> Or Wednesdays or, or Wednesdays Thursdays or, or any other day of my life. Uh, we're talking about revenge, and w- we noticed a, a pretty common theme in all of the movies that we watched, which Every was... Every single one of them. Lots of people getting their heads... Uh, smashed in. Smashed in with lead pipes and... Hammers. Uh, and hammers and... And bullets. And bullets, <laughs> yes, like sh- shotgun just Pellets. blast to the head. Yep. So, uh, so Mike stopped and picked up from Petoskey Brewing, Cranium Crush. It, 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 it fits. It's pretty Sounds nice. It really does. This it is, seems, seems to be the theme. If you want to get revenge on somebody, you destroy their skulls. This is, hold on to your butts for this one. This is a raspberry waffle cone cream ale. My God. <laughs> that sounds... Oh, my God. Uh, you, I'm going to save mine for tomorrow for breakfast. I've got four, so <laughs> oh, you can have the extra one. This unique ale has actual waffle cones added into the mash. Can you have this? I don't know. Uh-oh. Continue reading and Uh-oh. we'll find out. Hints of this ingredient can be picked up in the finished beer. More prevalent are the fruit notes from the addition of raspberry puree added during fermentation. I mean, is there anything in a waffle cone that you can't have? Uh, it depends on uh, who it's created by. Oh, okay. Do we need to look this up? Maybe. Okay. I'll check it out. All right. So anyway, yep, from Petoskey Brewing in Petoskey, Michigan, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Yes. Here's this. If I end up dying before the show's over because my body shuts down, <laughs> you'd be like, you'll know next time. We, we know that Justin can't <laughs> drink this it. again. Uh, this is, uh, what is it? 7% alcohol 7%. by volume. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Let's crack this open. Are you just going to not worry about it or are you going to? No, I've already checked it out. Oh, did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, look oh. at you. I'll and you're it. good? Mm-hmm. Nice. Give it a little sniff. Mm. I smell the raspberry. Not the waffle cone yet. Did you check it out and you can't have it? <laughs> I, you... I can. Okay, good. Well, let's uh, let's give this a try. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh wow, that's delicious. Yeah, that is really good. You can actually taste the waffle cone. Oh, on the back end too. It comes yeah. to, it comes through your nose a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna come through <laughs> your nose on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> you, get that, you get that raspberry like that thing. You just—it's the pure, it's the puree. It was no. the it was the force of it going down my throat. It just came out my nose. <laughs> I think they call that the dragon, right? Oh, no, the, 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 the angry dragon. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's good, and I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's really was good. this expensive? No, nah, I think it was like eight bucks for the four pack. Because I could drink this every day. There's the, sixteen ounce cans that we're drinking out of, mm. so. Yeah, that was like like eight ninety nine something like that. I like that. It's like a dessert beer. Mm-hmm. We went to before the uh, Coheed show last week. We went to this oh cool. Um, it's like it's like an English pub uh, above a Mexican restaurant in uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, and this place is called the Red Fox. And they had a beer that caught my eye as soon as I looked at the menu. 
It was called uh, Peanuts and Cracker Jack Porter. Yep. And it literally tasted like Peanuts and it Cracker was, Jacks. It, it might was have awesome. Been, it might have been one of the most like authentic tasting beers right. to what it was supposed to be. Absolutely. Like it, it literally was like I had just chewed up a bunch of peanuts and that residue yeah. was in my mouth. Like... <laughs> It was <laughs> just stop, stop with the. <laughs> but it, no, it was it, it was so good. Like it was uh, like I I like beer flavored beer, you know. Yeah. Oh sure. But like this for like because we had gone out to dinner beforehand. This was like a good dessert beer. It was so so awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's it for the beer. I think that means it's time for the bleed feed. Just a quick disclaimer, folks. The bleed feed contains no actual nutritional value. Carry on. My wayward son? (laughs) Thanks, old-timey announcer guy. All right, uh, so this week on the bleed feed, uh, Fox Fox finally renewed The Exorcist for season two. Yeah? Yes. I haven't watched season one yet. I (laughs) am so excited. uh, The Exorcist was my favorite show that Fox has done in a very long time, Mm. honestly. Uh, It was so good, and I don't think think I've heard any bad, like, reviews from anybody about it. So So why was it it up in the air as to whether there was going to be a second season or not? Because it didn't do well. Literally, the numbers weren't weren't as as high as you might think they were. Well, it's... People... People... Generally, don't like horror as much as, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but I don't know. There is a there is a big horror community, but the horror community, like I'd say, probably doesn't sit down and watch a TV show regularly. Well, there's one thing about this about the show too that uh, I loved. I loved it when they started off. Like, oh, this is this is a fresh new take on the idea of it, and this and that. And then you get to about halfway through the series, and they drop a bombshell twist on you, and it's awesome at first i was like and then i was then like you didn't like the twist at first yeah they left it on the cliffhanger for the mid-season finale Uh, or whatever and so i was like i don't know if i like this but then the second that it came back i'm like oh this is awesome like really oh it's dude you need to watch it it's so good it's how many how many episodes are in the first season was it a 12 episode or 24 Mm, i think it was only 12 because they were hour long right yeah Whatever it is. I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it doesn't matter. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I got to check it out. Like, I don't <clears throat> buy TV shows anymore. I will buy this one. Yeah. Yeah, eventually. Right <laughs> well, uh, why don't you take the second story, too, because it's another it's another uh, oh. show that you watch. <laughs> okay, so I'm a giant Supernatural fan, right? I've been watching it since it first came out. Supernatural nerd, I would Su- say. It, it's such Super a good... nerd. Super <laughs> nerd. What an asshole. I'm a natural. Mm-hmm. Um, get it's a Supernatural. Get it. No. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm a big Supernatural fan though. I've watched it since the beginning. I love that show. Uh, it went from being it went from being if you've never watched it like the first few seasons went from being like urban legend stuff. Yeah. To then going into their own storylines <clears throat> to then getting into like relig- religious stuff to ne- to to eventually getting to a point where it's very self aware and yeah. it's so awesome and it's so good and part of that self awareness is making fun of itself at times and just having fun with the show. See, I've heard I've heard conflicting opinions about this. Your yours is that you really like it. I've heard some people say that the story arc because it used to be uh, like very um uh, each episode was his own what's was its own isolated mm-hmm. uh story kind of like the X-Files and then it went more into like a like an overarching story arc. 
Like the because there's something yes, about the do. god and yeah. devil well, in season there was, seven or whatever. Yeah, it is. there but there was always a, a small overarching story. Yeah, uh, they they did change it from being more self-contained to being more um, uh, season based. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the thing is though, and and a lot of the later seasons they did get to be kind of redundant. You know, it's like oh well, they're just doing this again or they're doing this or whatever. But it doesn't matter because the writing on it is so good. Yeah, it's such a smartly written show so what season is this going into now uh so we're going into season 13 wow really yep it's been on for a long time and uh they announced that there's going to be an animated crossover episode with scooby-doo now let me tell you how much i love (laughs) scooby-doo that was like my jam when i was a kid all right loved scooby-doo so this is just like yeah i get like pretty 12 year old mike is just shitting his britches right now pretty much every show like this goes into like either an animated episode or uh there was um didn't angel have a puppet mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. uh holliston had an ep- animated episode i know like if you're is if you're around for long enough it's gonna happen it's just bound to happen a musical episode is also yeah, bound Hall- to happen holliston too. was around for a long time before they did that <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Season one. <laughs> Season one. Shut up. Well, they did. They they like they put things in hyperdrive though because they, out of necessity because they yeah. never knew if they were going to have another season that's after true. their that's first true. one. So, uh, but no, I'm just excited <clears throat> about that. I think that's fun. So yeah, for sure. All right, what's next? Um, well, did, were you a fan of Dark Crystal when you were absolutely? A kid? Was anybody not? Uh, Jay, were you? No, Jay was not. All right, hated well, it. Hated it. Uh, that movie used to scare the hell out of me when I was younger. It was, mm-hmm. and my cousin always wanted to watch it. And I was like, "Those the big bird things freak <laughs> me out. Can we not watch this?" No, but I then as this. I got older, I appreciated I was, it way more, and I loved it. I was more of a labyrinth kid than I was a dark crystal. I kid, do though. love. I labyrinth. will say that. I think Dance. it's I th- magic. I think Dance. it's Bowie's cod piece. Mm, that's got to be right. <laughs> that's so be. appealing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, dark dark crystal, age of resistance is going to be a prequel series leading up to the events of Dark the Dark Crystal movie. Mm-hmm. Is this a Netflix Yes, next, thing? it's a Netflix exclusive. Um yeah, so Yeah, super excited about yeah, it. There's it's a teaser awesome. trailer for it up online. Oh, is there? It's a, it's not I didn't really see it. it's not a teaser trailer um there's no they don't show anything from, from the actual show what it is. It's like an announcement trailer. Yeah. So it's like a like a docu behind the scenes 60 second spot where oh, it just cool. shows the Jim Henson company remaking the models and everything. You know, it's one of those kind of hype hype videos for yeah. it. But um, yeah, super super excited for yeah, it. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Hell yeah, it'll be. <laughs> I there's like a hundred thousand shows that I say that I want to watch and then I never watch, so I need to start watching more shows. Yeah, but I have should. no time. I don't even have time. I don't even have enough time to watch the three movies for our freaking <laughs> episode. So yeah, how did how did we watch five before? I don't know. I found it hard to squeeze in three for this week. During our John Carpenter <laughs> uh, episode, I watched like twelve ridiculous oh uh, what's wrong with us i don't know anyway um <laughs> let's move on to some video games yeah let's talk about some video games what are they making well uh there's a possibility of a child's play video game what do you think about this i would say that's more than a possibility they didn't pose it as a question of do you want it it was a que- it was it was more like a rhetorical question of, yeah so how do you feel about this you and know it, it, yeah they posted it on twitter right yeah, yeah. and it was it, they, through, they, through the cult of chucky page yes through the cult of chucky page they basically said 
How do you feel about a, a child's play video game on Xbox, PS4, PC, you know, PC and Switch? It should be yeah. like a Grand Theft Auto where you're Chucky and just walk around and stab people. Oh my god! I'm, like in the it, city. If it's no, not, no, if you're it's walking not around that, a suburban. Gonna... You're walking around like a suburban area, and you you can go into any house and mm-hmm. just terrorize the family. Yes. You can just find weapons, and you just get points for your creative kills. Yeah. Oh my god! I but love that, it. Absolutely. But amazing. then, would I mean like it would also have to be like um. Like hiding and stuff like that, like acting, like you know where you actually have to act like a doll mm-hmm. to not to not be tipped off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds awesome. And the options were hell yes and hell no. I can't believe there were actually people that were saying hell no. no. There, there was a small percentage of people that were saying hell no to it. And uh, those well, people let's, are let's stupid. Think about this for thirty seconds. Yeah. Is is there actually though a good premise that you can think of for a child's play video game? Yes. Is there? We just talked about it. Uh, oh yeah. Can you imagine running around as Chucky? Can you imagine running running around as Chucky and and just? I mean, like, obviously there will be more to it, but if you get to run around as Chucky and kill people, that would be yeah. so much fun. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm just a stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> Did okay. you seriously just forget that we just no, talked no, about? No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking to myself like, what I just said was a pipe dream. They'll never do what I said. Like that's not that's not something they're gonna do. But. Yeah. Well, you never know. Uh, also, in video game news, uh, the there's a video game called The Witcher. So the so the Chuck so Child's Play was a movie being turned into a video game. This Correct. is this is a video game that is going to be turned into. Actually, there's already a movie, but there is a. Uh, it's a very. I, I, this will be corrections for next week. We haven't had any in the last couple of weeks, but this will be a correction for next week. Because I forget what it is, but there was an actual movie based on The Witcher series. Yeah. Um, but it was really low budget and it wasn't like a big thing. Um. However, uh, The Witcher is this massively humongous open-world sandbox game for... Uh, uh, last one came was uh, Witcher 3. came out for X1. I've never actually played it, but I watched you play it, oh, and it so was good. awesome. It's so It's like Game of Thrones sort of video <laughs> game form. Does that make sense? Like That, that type of feeling to it. Um, Ish. I can't say for sure because I've only watched you play it once, and you've never watched Game of Thrones. So. Okay, fine. <laughs> Take Game of Thrones, like Vikings. What are those other, like... like Types of shows like that, those um, crazy black sa- no black, black sales no, is about black. pirates. Still, still okay. There's pirates and 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 you're kind of all over the place. My point yeah. is though, take all those series, put them together in video game. Like you know, what I'm saying like, right. it's just this massive world with all these different clans of people, like yeah. these different continents you can go to. It's all aw- the different lands. It's awesome, but they're turning it into a on an- is it a Netflix series. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's gonna yeah, that's gonna be awesome if they do it right. There's so that that world is so rich with stories. They they can do anything. So I'm 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 super excited about that. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I I I feel like I should play the game a little bit before the series comes out. So Well, it took me like ninety or a hundred and hundred and ten hours to beat something like that. I don't need to beat it. I just Say need good, to... so good luck. <laughs> those those sandbox games, I never like I rarely beat them. I just go and I'm 90 plus hours in a Zelda right now, and I still haven't beat it. Oh my gosh! Yep, get a life. I have a life. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna end on uh, on a death or two. Ah, jeez, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, firstly, Powers Booth. Powers Booth. Well, who will forever be known as having the greatest name of any human being. That is a cool name. Ever. Powers. <laughs> Re- rest in power. Um, he died at the age of 68, apparently from natural causes. He died in his sleep. So Really? I, I think wow. that's what I read earlier. I mean, if you're going to go, that's the way to go, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty young to 
to just die in your sleep, you know? I know him mostly mostly from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <clears throat> uh, more recently at least. I know, where I know him, him from. I know him from Sin City. I yep, don't watch either. Agents yep. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Um, what was the movie? Ah, oh, jeez. It, it was a Western, like a What's... cow... Uh, was he in one of the Zorro movies? Ah, uh, maybe. I, I can't seen remember. A long time. He wasn't number two in Austin Powers, was he? No, dude. That was Adam West. No, 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 no not Adam West. That was... Um... Ah, crap. I, I'm just picturing uh, that role. I can see him in that role. If it yeah, wasn't no, him, it, I can absolutely see him in it. No, that wasn't him. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, Powers Booth, rest in peace. 77 years old. Nothing to shake a stick at. 77? He was 68. 68. I can't listen to you. <laughs> that is something to shake a stick at. <laughs> Robert Wagner, by the way, was number two. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah. Okay. They do look alike, though. Don't um, they? Mm, no. Who no? does okay. number two work for? <laughs> Um, so the the second death that we're going to talk about is uh, yeah. just completely out of the blue. Everybody, Shocked us if, this morning. Everybody's been talking about it on on Twitter. And this uh, is a Thursday, and, and, by the way. If you're listening, that's why this morning we uh we caught this. Oh yeah, yeah right. No, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're recording, recording this on Thursday. So um, and, and we know this is this is a movie you know horror genre podcast. We're going to talk about music for a little bit here. Yeah, it's important to us. Well, this is because some, yeah something that we all grew up with. And uh, but anyway, um, Chris Cornell. Uh, of of uh, Soundgarden. of Soundgarden, audio audio slave. Slave. and audio slave and, and, and Chris, Chris Cornell, Cornell. <laughs> uh, they they played a show last Temple night. Temple of the Dog. Yes, don't forget that they played a show uh, here last night in in Detroit at the Fox Theater, and um, show ended at eleven, and by midnight he was found in his hotel room at the MGM Grand Casino, uh, dead from. Asphyxiation, basically. Yeah. They said he had a, uh, a like a workout resistance band wrapped around his neck. Yeah, it's, it's super sad, man. That's just, insane. Just crazy. Like um, Chris Cornell, was he was one only of those... fifty-two years old. So you know, like we went to see Bush last night, and Real, same, I'm living same... in my '90s nostalgia glory. At the same time, other '90s nostalgia glory is dying. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird. It's yeah. just it's just weird to think like we were standing outside of the venue last night just shooting the shit and stuff and like it was it was, it was past midnight. <laughs> uh it was past midnight and um you know it's just weird to think that Chris Cornell was yeah. you know a few miles away from us and he was dead dead yeah right. it just sucks. But, but the crazy thing was too that you know uh the final song that they did um, Yeah I heard about they, that they were uh but I, I can't remember the name, which song they were closing out with, but they went into Led Zeppelin's In My Time of Dying. Oh, it was, uh, um, um, it was one it? of those old uh, Bad Motorfinger songs, right? Like, yeah. What is one of the old? Something in Bulldozers. What the hell is it called? Right. And, uh, and, right. And, and, but they went into the Led Zeppelin In My Time of Dying song. And, and I guess from, from <clears> someone that I know that was there, he said, you know, uh, all these people that didn't come tonight, they're going to really wish that they, that they said they were here. You know, they're going to really wish they, that they were Seeing at the show. Final performance, well, yeah. well, he also said... Uh, at the time, people just thought like he was just talking about how great Detroit was and how great the crowd was. But he, it, it kind of takes on a different meaning in retrospect. He said, "I feel sorry for, um, I, I feel sorry for the city, to, like the city tomorrow that that we're playing." He, oh, said, he actually said that. He said that. Oh, I actually that's I, creepy. I read an article earlier because not a lot of people were talking about the performance. Uh, in any like sort of critical way people were just saying oh man he just you know he went up there and did his thing and he played the hell out of the which yeah like i'm sure From, i'm sure like when you're in the crowd and you're all hyped up and everything yeah you're you're really you're really taking it all in and, and it seemed like a really awesome 
from Soundgarden from, performance, but from what this uh, this uh, Detroit Free Press writer said, uh, you know, she's seen them like dozens of times, and she said this was a very rough performance. She said yeah. he just kind of staggered back and forth on the stage. He got really pissed at one point and makes, like left the stage. It makes you wonder if perhaps he had relapsed. Yeah. I hate to say it. That's yeah. you know he's he has struggled with drugs and alcoholism. I think almost his entire life right. career. You know, yeah. Um, you know, and it's a really it's a really sad state when like this this shit shouldn't happen. You know, like I get it. I and I'm fortunate that I've never had to deal with with drugs right. or or alcohol but, abuse. But or you've anything known like that, people but like, who have. Sure, sure. You know, you've been we've been friends with people who have. Before, I've and had to uh, kick out people in my own bands because of drug abuse. Right. I, I trust me. I'm well aware of it, and yeah. and, it, and it sucks that it happens. Um, the universe is a cruel place sometimes, and, yeah. and this shit happens. You know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah it sucks. Yeah. It, it, uh, Chris Cornell was one of those guys. Um, one of the most amazing uh, vocal uh, geniuses to ever. Like live, like, like honestly, God, like like Chris Cornell was one of the greats. Like yeah. so much soul in his voice, yeah, like, soul, yeah, the, the, the blues was, behind it. Yeah, it's he like, was versatile. He had a four four octave range. Yeah, you know, which is and powerful. Yeah, such a powerful from voice. Something super soft and quiet, and then boom, right, right there. A, and a buddy of mine uh, was I was talking to him this morning, and he's a massive Chris Cornell fan, and he goes, "This is one of those moments where you where you will, it will forever be a where were you when you heard." blank moments right you know it's like where were you when 9-11 happened yeah. where were you when jfk got shot where were you when chris cornell died right because he was to, he was, to, to he be, was a legend to be to be clear you're not comparing 9-11 to chris cornell dying it it's more for like from a from a, a personal fan, from a fan from a fan perspective well yeah 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 i'm not a fan of 9-11 <laughs> like for me like like for me like obviously you I, know what i mean though it's like it's, it's like it's it's that's and i'm pretty sure nobody else had anything to do with chris cornell dying so <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be somebody out there that comes up with some sort of probably. Like, you know, for what was cool, where <clears throat> weird for me is that you know I, I flipped on the radio this morning when I was driving and you know listening to my my morning Dave and Chuck the Freak and they start talking about it and yeah the show last night blah 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 you know rest in peace Chris Cornell and I I go what like right as I flipped it on and like when all these different celebrities and there's been people that the Prince died like. I it it didn't hit me. It was like, man, that sucks, you know. Right. But this was, or, you know, Kurt Cobain, any of that stuff. Yep. I was, you know, I was younger then. But this is the first one where I go, whoa! Yeah. Like I, I got overwhelmed with sadness by it, and yeah. maybe it's yeah, because absolutely. it was so did. unexpected, and, and the fact that it was a few miles away in, in right. my hometown where it happened. Yeah. That's what Aaron kept saying. Like, can you imagine being a part of that crowd and then knowing that you know, just literally like forty five minutes after you just watched him play his last set ever he was laying in a hotel room dead yeah, somewhere it's, yeah, it's just crazy crazy yeah that'll be but, one uh, that that people are going to remember forever yeah so uh yeah in closing rest in peace chris cornell yeah absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna cheers to him right now yep cheers boys well uh <laughs> I, i'm not the the old-timey announcer is not going to do his thing today so uh let's take it into the tofu and talk about some revenge Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
All right, so this week, Tofu, talking about revenge. The Tofu. Now, before we get started, though. Yeah. One of our main goals of this podcast was going to be a horror podcast, right? Yes. Horror, scary stuff, genre, whatever. Yeah. Um, We always had the idea of branching out into other genres that weren't necessarily horror completely, but things that fit into the, you know, either hyper-violent or just super gory or, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the things that kind of fit under that umbrella. Yeah. And we, we, we always... Kind of stayed at general horror. So this week we're going a little uh, little outside of that. Yeah. Talking which, about... Which will not be... You know, we've talked about sci-fi before, which some people don't consider yeah. that horror. I do. True. It's like horror has a very... It's a very broad spectrum, mm-hmm. you know? And so some of the movies that we're talking talking about tonight, uh, a couple of them you might think of more as like crime dramas. Sure. Or crime thrillers or whatever. But, but they still have aspects to them that... Absolutely, in my in my feeling, puts them under the umbrella yes. of, of of the show. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so the first movie that we're going to talk about is called Death Sentence from 2007, which Mike has sung the praises of this uh, uh, this I, movie before. I was very excited to finally make James watch this movie because <laughs> I. So this is directed by James Wan, and it is in my my humble opinion that this is James Wan's best work. Really do I like his other stuff? I love. Almost this whole category. I know there's a lot catalog. of critic catalog. Yeah. I, I know that there's a lot of critics in the world that don't like James Wan. Yeah. They will shit talk him. Yeah. They will say that he is cookie cutter horror. Sure. Disagree a hundred and ten percent. Um I, I, I think that those those people and those critics and anybody who says those kind of things, I think that they're incapable of looking at something and getting out of it what it's intended to be because of what they want it to be. Well, I w- I'm, Does that make sense? I, I would just say I, it, everybody has their own opinion, and that's completely fine. For me, some of them are wrong. For <laughs> for, <laughs> for me, and I and I and, and I know the same for both of you. Like we've always kind of said, we're easy to please. Mm-hmm. If, oh yeah. If we're entertained by it, then then it's good. You know what I mean? Not yeah. you know some's better. Some stuff is better than others. But like if I if I sit down and I have a decent time watching a movie, then. What the hell? That's like, why would I? Yeah, why would right. I trash it? You know, films are entertainment, right? So, so uh, Death Sentence from two thousand seven, uh, starring Kevin Bacon, yes, in the lead. Uh, <clears throat> this was it, it, John Goodman's in it as well. John Goodman was he was awesome. He was stole, really cool in it. Stole the fucking and, and show. That's anything he does, though. Is yeah, it, you know, it, yeah, yeah. Is absolutely. there a role that he's bad in? Honestly, God, is there a role that he's bad in? John Goodman. Yeah. No. My favorite was still. He's bro- never bad, man. He's always good, <laughs> man. I, I I love uh, I love I love the show Roseanne. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> like it's, it's rest in peace, Dan. It's just good. Uh, it's just good. I heard they're bringing it back. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. They're bringing Roseanne back with with uh, with all of them from the with dead. John, John Goodman. Goodman. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that. Maybe he's gonna be the ghost that haunts the house because he did. He definitely died at the end of that show. So did he? I don't, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Or at least that. they alluded to it, so maybe they'll say he pulled through or something. I don't oh, know. Jeez. All right. Well, yep. anyway. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, Garrett Headland, who uh, he actually pops up in a lot of movies. You might not know him by name, but he's he's kind of all over the place. He he played Hook in that new Pan movie. Uh-huh. Um, he was in uh, crap. What was the uh, sh- Shucks, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not as familiar with him as, as you were, so I can't no, help he's a, There was there was another movie. Oh, Tron. He's in the Tron movies. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's like the, he's Sam Flynn from Tron. 
Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, my, I never would have recognized my, him. I guess I guess what I'm getting at is like he doesn't he he never really looks the same. Like mm-hmm. he kind of recreates himself for each role, which is is cool. Um, Kelly so, Kelly so, Preston was in it. Uh, um, I already said uh, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, those yeah. are those are pretty much the people that you would recognize. So uh, uh, here's a synopsis. If you've never heard of this movie before, uh, the synopsis is uh, Nick Hume is a mild-mannered executive with a perfect life until one gruesome night he witnesses something that changes him forever. Transformed by grief, Hume eventually comes to the disturbing conclusion that no length is too great when protecting his family. Gotta protect family. Um, Gotta. This is all. Th- this is pretty interesting to me because. Uh, the same guy who wrote the same guy who wrote the novel for this movie. Yes, uh, is, he's the same guy who wrote the novel for Death Wish. Well, this is the direct sequel. This is the the, the novel was the sequel to the original Death Wish book. Uh, wait, what? Yeah, so so Death Sentence was the sequel to Death Wish in novel form. The Death Wish movies, however. This, all the sequels to the Death Wish, Death Wish movies, though, yeah. had nothing to do with, with novels anymore. They were just written movies. So the two movies don't have anything to do with each Absolutely other? Absolutely nothing. Okay. This was inspired by, at least. It's not a, I don't think it's a direct, but it's, it was inspired by that book, though, yeah. I guess my point is, I, I, let me. I, I, I noticed some like kind of weird connections here. So, uh, written by uh, Brian Garfield, mm-hmm. Death Wish, from 1974, and this movie, which apparently you're telling me now that the novel was a direct sequel. Yeah. If you read the uh, the synopsis for each of the movies, they're basically the same exact movie. But he's he rewrote Death Wish now in 2017. He's got another novel coming out called Death Wish, and oh. it, and if you read the if you read the synopsis for the Death Wish novel that's coming out, same thing. It's basically like he rewrote the 1974 one. Interesting. And it's also being adapted into a film directed by Eli Roth. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, and and then a, another thing that I noticed, which was which I found interesting, was so it was written by the same guy who wrote <laughs> Death Wish. Death Wish was star, starring who? Charles Bronson. Bronson. Not Bronson. Charles Bronson. Bronson. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Bronson. And Charles Bronson. Uh, if you don't, you know the name as the actor. You might also recognize that name as the famous uh, English prisoner, Charles mm-hmm. Bronson, Charlie Bronson, who was played by. Tom Hardy in the movie Bronson. Yes. And if you look at Garrett Hedlund's character in in Death Sentence, this movie, he looks identical to Tom Hardy in the role of Bronson. I don't know if it's identical, but I see it. What do you mean? He's got it's shaved bald head. There's no mustache. Uh not not the same mustache at least. It's a is he's got a shaved bald head and a mustache. Goatee. He's got a mustache. Is it a mustache? You just watched this I movie did. yesterday. I did. I was <laughs> it a <laughs> the lips? Or was it laid low? No, I mean like like, like like I will. I'll show you. Like if we take a break here, I will show you a picture next. Fair like okay. next to each other. It, I, I never just, made that connection. I just thought it was interesting that you've got you've got like it. I, it all kind of seems like it's connected in a way. You know what I mean? Not not to say that it was on purpose, but like just the fact. It's that, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Sure. It's sort of. <laughs> the same same idea. Same idea. Um. Which, by the way, I keep telling you to watch the movie Bronson yeah, with Tom I know, Hardy. I know, I Dude, you to. need, to, need watch to watch that movie. It's incredible. Uh, anyway, back to Death Sentence. So, so, so uh, Kevin Bacon's character, he's just this... Just this... Mild-mannered? Mild-mannered, straight-up... What is he? He's, he's a, a loss prevention. He's a risk assessor or something Yeah, or, or like a that. risk assessment. Yeah, loss, risk yeah. assessment. And... Um, he uh, he's got two kids, and one of them perfect perfect family. 
two kids, beautiful wife, everything seems great. He takes his son to a, to a hockey game because his son's kind of a hockey star. And uh, the reason we thought this was kind of cool because we talked about urban legends last week. Yeah. And it's a good segue into this week's topic. Yeah, one of the one of the urban legends that we talked about from the movie Urban Legend was the uh, if you see a car coming at you with their headlights off, flashing them. Well, the whole like the whole kickoff of this movie where it like turns to shit for uh, for Nick Hume and his family is because he sees two cars coming at him coming down the road with their headlights off, so he flashes them. Yep. And then those cars spin around. And it's it's exactly what we were talking yeah. about last week with it the ga- gang. It's a g- gang initiation. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. So they th- find a target, and that's it. Right. And they it, say, go shoot that man. <laughs> well, they're all white dudes. They're all oh. white dudes, Well, except yeah. for one. There is there is one black guy, and then there is one Australian guy well, pretending sure, sure. pretending to be white. Because sure. did you notice Lee Winnell was one of the gang yes. members? Yes, I did. <laughs> he was almost unrecognizable, though. Yes. He was kind of It was kind of cool. I actually didn't realize it was him until I saw the credits. Oh, really? Yep. I saw him and I was like, I was like, man, that really looks he a lot like. He looked familiar, him. but I would never have placed him as as Lee Winnell. <clears throat> so, uh, so anyway, uh, spoiler alert, because that's what we do yeah, on the yeah. show is we spoil everything for you. But uh, it, never, it never used to be that way. But I think we've just come to grips with it. Yeah, it's just if you're <laughs> listening to this, you know that you're in for spoilers. If you've stuck and... with us this long for 39 <laughs> weeks, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so I'll just say this: something tragic happens. His son dies, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out to be sort of a gang initiation thing, which sucks to begin with uh-huh. because uh, people in gangs are huge pussies, and that's the the worst life that you could ever choose. I know it seems necessary for some people, but get over yourself. Um, um, so, yeah, like this, it transforms him. He like he he still is kind of the fumbling you know he's he's a insurance risk assessor mm-hmm. out for revenge well, it's exactly what well, you, you would just, think an ins- insurance risk assessor would look like as, as he's going out for revenge well, well you just said though he fumbles a lot that's one of my favorite parts about the character that kevin bacon plays yeah is that he is this grieving out of his mind father that his son just died and right later there's more to it but like <clears throat> um and the thing is, though, is for as pissed off as he is and as much as he wants revenge, he doesn't necessarily know how to do it. And so as you're following like his journey, he's figuring it out as he goes. When he goes to buy guns, he doesn't know how to use them. He has to take them back to his shop and read the manuals. And he's practicing loading, and then it goes wrong. And he, and, and he cocks it once, and the bullet flies out, and he doesn't know why. <laughs> so then he just keeps doing it. And he, like It's just... He, he, it's trial by fire. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. It's it's and he's kinda, just kinda it's kind of it. it's kind of that inept protagonist like uh in, in uh Blue Ruin. Yeah. yeah. Like we were talking about uh but we talked about Blue Ruin a long time ago, but it's just it's a guy who wants revenge but has no idea how to get it. Yep. But he's gonna do it anyway. Yep. Um <laughs> I think it's interesting they do the whole montage where he is like learning how to load the guns and stuff and then it, Reading some manuals and stuff would not really give you... I mean, it would give you the knowledge of how a gun works and stuff, but then right before he walks out of his little shed, he does the like the cool badass flip thing with mm-hmm. the shotgun. I'm like, probably wouldn't do that. No, no. The, the, the movie takes a couple liberties, but whatever. I give it a pass. Um, but uh, this, it, this, this, this is the kind of movie where you think that things have already gotten as bad as a, that they can get. Yeah, and it's then, a roller coaster. And then they get worse. It's the best way to say it's a roller coaster. Um, 
what are the so I don't want to give too much away. Um, so I'll, I'll say it mildly if I can. Uh, we've already talked about how his son dies, whatever he wants revenge for his son. Right. He tries to get his revenge, and then it gets worse, and he ends up being Bas- by himself. Basically, ends up with a yeah shitstorm. Yeah, yeah. He's by himself. He has nothing to lose at, at this point anymore. Well, suffice um, it to say, when you piss off the wrong people, they're not just gonna let it go. Yeah. So exactly, they come, they come at him and, and they hit kill him where it hurts. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that spoiler? <laughs> Mike, thirty seconds ago. I'm gonna put this lightly and not give too much away, and then just. It doesn't just... matter. It doesn't matter what I spoil for this movie though, because it's so good. It's it's so good. It's a cool movie. It's like uh, I I was talking to, I was talking to who our, our buddy uh, Tank Matt mm-hmm. Matt Tankersley yesterday. And it's funny that he texted me. He just randomly texted me and just said, "Hey man, I miss you. I haven't talked to you in a while." And oh, and he said that he's been listening to the show and he's really enjoying the show. Oh, and, what's uh, up, Mister Army Vehicle? Hey, <laughs> we got we got talking about um, about fatherhood and what it's like to be a parent because he just recently had a a, a son. Congratulations! And, and uh, one of the le- yeah, absolutely, congratulations to him and his wife Heidi. Uh, and they, yeah, you did okay. <laughs> you did you did all right okay no uh and and one of the last things that we talked about is how parenthood makes you paranoid yeah like you just you worry all the time and i'm uh, like for most people it's probably like oh i'm worried that my kid's gonna trip and fall and hit their head or you know this and that like just just innocent little things or i mean there's we're having a horrible problem in this area right now with like trafficking sex sex trafficking like i actually had an experience where i thought i was dealing with that at one point in time it's a whole story that i won't get into right now but it's scary shit that's going on i would sex traffic you (laughs) thanks man thank you (laughs) no and and but like this is like when we were talking about being paranoid as parents i've watched too many movies to the point where i have mentally prepared myself to do exactly what kevin bacon does in this movie yeah like i'm i'm like I know that I will suck at it, and I know I'll probably die immediately, but I've kind of mentally prepared myself to where if something ever happens to my family, I'm going to kill everyone. And that's, and that's why... Me. Huh? Don't kill me. Well, everyone involved. Just don't. So I'll em- be killing with you. Don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, absolutely. We're gonna like. I'm ready to go out and deal some vigilante justice. But that's like I said, if because I've watched too many movies. Yeah. yeah. But that like that's why I watch. I liked watching these movies uh, for this week because. It's it. There's such a gratification that you get from watching somebody get their just desserts. Yeah, yeah. After they've wronged and somebody, those just deserves are desserts. Cr- desserts are crazy in this movie. Yeah, it's one of the things I love about it so much. Like, well, we um, watched the unrated version. If you yeah, have an you opportunity have to, watch, to watch this movie, make sure you watch yeah. the unrated version. Yeah. It's well worth it. Yeah. Um, the the amount of limbs that just get blown <laughs> off by an elephant gun in this movie are staggering. Well, it's just and a I twelve love... gauge. It's not an elephant gun. It's an, isn't it? Okay, and, or and, uh, you can't. You can, a guy. It's a, a guy. It's a, it's a side by side though. Is that it's a twelve gauge? Yeah. Twelve. I thought twelve I, gauges were standard with like one barrel. I own a side by side twelve. Oh, gauge. Do you? Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, Okay. We'll go shoot it sometime. Don't shoot my arm off. <laughs> no, there's like there's parts like like normally I was talking to Mike about this earlier. Normally when you see somebody get shot in a movie, like you know they get hit in the trunk somewhere, they get hit in the chest or the stomach, yep. or they get hit in the head, and then they just drop. Trunk elephant gun. It all makes sense. He's right. <laughs> They just drop dead. But in this movie, it's like 
at one point, Kevin Bacon spins around a corner and he shoots this guy who's running at him and he hits him like mid shin oh. and the guy's leg just blows That's off. That's perfect. Oh, it's so... You watch and then, it though. And then you there's watch another it, part. Like, oh, God! Yes, because you're not expecting it. And then there's another part where he starts shooting at a guy and the guy just kind of like puts his hands up and he just blows all of his... Like you see individual digits just fly oh, off of his hand. So it's so good though. It's amazing. so satisfying. It is. And, but the thing is... At the at, at the very end of that movie, like you've seen him waste this whole yeah. gang, and then there's, I'm not gonna say it, but there's kind of a there's kind of a letdown. There's 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 something that's implied. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. something that's implied that well, kind of wraps this whole thing. You want to see the final blow. Right. And you don't. You don't. I wonder if those. Which I, I liked I it, and it. I, yeah. I liked it, and I didn't. I but, will say this though, uh, Kevin Bacon's character. Um, at this point in the story, it's it, he's going for broke, so he's not really taking his own well-being in, in account. Oh no, he's um, just uh, he's just. The here's the thing: he gets shot in the neck, mm-hmm. pretty much through the jugular, and he stays alive for like hours after that happens. That would not happen. He would have bled out probably in a matter of minutes. Well, you don't know for sure that he got shot in the jugular. Well, it was the side of the neck, and there's lots of blood. I'm assuming that's the jugular. Well, I mean, if you got <laughs> shot anywhere in your neck, there would be lots of blood. My point is, though, let's I, just, I don't think that he just, would survive suspend, as long as he... Just suspend <laughs> the main dis- artery. Just suspend disbelief for a minute, because yep. that's what you have to do. And just imagine he got hit just maybe like a millimeter to the right of his all jugular. Right, all right, okay? All right, fine. We'll is, that, is that okay for you? We'll go there. All right. That's fine. Um, everybody was really great in this movie, though. Like, uh, it just the <laughs> I will say this: I don't know what it is about um, a lot of like a lot of times when you see gangs in movies, it's it's like the writers or whoever was in charge of designing this group of people, they just didn't they didn't do their research to no. find out what's re- like like this gang. To, to to be like a cohesive unit, to all have like this solidarity as a brotherhood, they all have really shitty tribal tattoos, yes. oh, God, like on yes. their face. And, and it was when and their, character <clears throat> had it on his face, right? A couple yeah. guys had it on their face, and it, you don't like. I, I know people get tribal tattoos. That's fine, but like, it's not fine, by the way. <laughs> it's, no, it's not fine. It's, it's fine if that's your thing, but like. Not only were they shitty tribal tattoos, but you know how when you have you ever gotten a henna tattoo? Uh, no, but I yeah I know. But you've them. seen people yeah. get it. Like you know how uh, for for the first day that you have it, it's very very black. Yes. Like it looks like it's sitting on top of your skin. Yep. The tattoos that these guys had in this movie yeah, looked they've... like that. They didn't look like you know like you and I both have black tattoos and it's right. and it looks like it's underneath the skin because it's kind of it's not fully black anymore. They very mel- well might have had henna tattoos or um, you know. <laughs> they just they just went every day to get matching <laughs> henna tattoos. <laughs> So that was one thing I was like, "This well, is like." I mean, I mean the tattoos like, by their makeup artist or however they did the. Uh, this can go. This but, can go back. I, I, but they just didn't. They didn't look like real tattoos. Right. I guess is my point. You know, like if, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna make it look authentic, get a then, real fucking tattoo. Everybody, go out and get tattoos for fuck's sake. Well, this can go into the the making of the movie too, though. This movie was made on, on not a shoestring budget, but it was definitely a low budget movie. Was it? So so uh, James Wan uh, did Saw. Which blew up was a massive cultural hit, whatever. Never heard of it. And then he did a movie called Dead Silence, and yeah. that movie did not perform well at all. Mm-hmm. And he was a little bit shunned by Hollywood, 
And so he went and just went back to, to his basics and made this down and dirty, gritty revenge movie. Down and dirty. And, uh, 20, and 20, so million, he, 20 million, 20 million was the budget, by which, the way. Which, which is a lot still. Yeah. But I mean, at the time, though, they were giving directors way more than that. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so, so he went back to just doing what he knows how to do. And it's him at his finest, in my in my personal opinion. Um, I, I want to talk about the characters. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who you are. If you don't watch this movie, and you're not at least at one point in time welling a little bit based on the sadness of the characters... I did. Shit, I'm not even gonna lie. Which part? Like, when, when Kevin Bacon and his wife and his son are grieving their son's death, it's like one of the saddest fucking things ever. See, to me, like, that was one of the parts where I kind of took issue. I was like, these, really? These people don't seem sad enough. They, oh my they god, just... see, I completely disagree. Like, I was, I was like beside <clears throat> myself watching these, watching them go through this because it know, seemed like... so real. Like, like it wasn't perfect. It was weird and it was awkward and it was, it seemed exactly the way that it would be in real life. Like, you could tell that like Kevin Bacon and his wife loved each other, but they didn't know how to handle their grief. So there's and, like, kind of a distance between them. The, yes, but but it wasn't like a distance. They were, they weren't pushing each other away. They just weren't coming together. They just all didn't. The time. Yeah. And then the son didn't know what to do. He can't talk to his parents, so he goes to the crime scene. And then Kevin Bacon freaks out because I don't know. It, it all mean, to, seemed very real to me. To me, there was uh, there was like uh, Kevin Bacon's character. Uh, it was Nick, right? Nick yeah, Hume. Yeah. 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 Um, the most emotion he let out was after his first. Uh, little bit of justice that he dealt out. Sure, sure. In, like in a in a shower scene. Hey, ladies. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was yeah. in the shower. Oh, yeah, you're, right, you're right. You're right. But that was that was the. I always wash my bacon before I eat it. That was like. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out there. That's a weird thing to do. <laughs> nobody nobody likes dirty pork, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the only time he really ever cried in the movie. No, I am. I'm talking about me. <laughs> my my point is like if I like if like if you if you lose a child in real life, he would well, you're he was, inconsolable, but, but he was, just like completely. But he went though. He went from like you usually follow his trail of emotions though. Like as a character, <clears throat> he went from like grieving and trying to do his best to being put in this position of taking care of it himself. He does that now. He's got a whole different set of emotions because he just fucking killed the guy. Yeah, and now he's scared out of his mind because of the guilt and everything else like he wouldn't be grieving anymore because there's way too much uh, too much other stuff going on that's trumping it unfortunately yeah. you know no, no, no. i don't know it seems real to me the whole like idea of it seemed very real to me yeah and aisha, uh, aisha taylor as the cop she was fantastic as the uh the detective that's trying to help her out like she was very badass i thought yeah but that was another that was another thing that i really because like he it I know I said you have to suspend disbelief for some of these, some of these movies and stuff. But like, as soon as he admitted to her that what he was doing, he would have been arrested within seconds. He didn't. He and, never. And he never. No... He never actually admitted it to her. He oh. never said the words. He never said the words. He yeah, did. but I don't know. I think that she. I think that she wanted <laughs> this gang taken out though, so she was turning a blind eye. That's what that was. So instead of like instead of due process and actually trying to nail them for all Sorry. the uh, for all the many obvious crimes that they're committing, she's just gonna let some inept fool go out and try to take them out and probably get killed in the in the process. I don't ask, don't tell. 
<laughs> I'm serious. I, don't ask, don't I tell. Just, it just seems like a shitty way to go about things. No. But uh, I, 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 there was there was a lot like, I don't know. There was a lot like between because he he basically said he came to the house and he said back to the house after he got threatened by the gang. Yeah. And and he realized that they knew where his family lived. And he calls her up, and she shows up to the house, and and says, "Oh, did you did you piss off the wrong group of people, or whatever? Or did you did you start a fight with the wrong dogs, or something like that?" And then she just leaves, and she leaves one cop car outside of the yeah, house. Like yeah. that's just that kind of shit. Wouldn't they would have they would have lots of people out looking for. That's yeah. Because the guy you're not wrong about that. Because they sent one of their cronies to his place of work. To, to deliver a package that basically was telling him, and, and then as they were dragging the guy out, he said, yeah. you're going to die alone because we're going to kill your whole yeah, family. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's true, you're right. I was just you're like, right. I think that they would have handled this a little better than they did. but Okay, fine. Suspension of disbelief. But whatever. Um, uh, overall, overall, though, I, I, I did like the movie. Yeah, I thought I, it was a fun listen, movie. This, this, Not fun, but you know what I mean. This movie does have its flaws, as we're pointing out. That, that being said, though, if you've never seen this movie and you're a fan of James Wan, you're a fan of the Revenge movies and Kevin Bacon and whatever, uh, it's, it's great. And I don't think a lot of people know about this movie. You know, I didn't before you yeah, talked about it's, it. It is, it's like I said, it's hands down my favorite James Bond movie. Yeah. I just love it. I can <clears throat> I can watch this movie all the time and it's great. We've spent a lot of time on. Yeah, this, we did spend a lot of time on this. Uh, so the next movie that we we watched, <laughs> it's the revenge comes early in the movie. There were actually, to be completely honest, there were probably better revenge movies that we could have picked, but. Yes. Uh, but we picked this one. I was <laughs> excited to watch it because I'd never seen it. I had heard a ton about it. And in all fairness, this, this is one that I had, you hadn't seen this before either, right? Um, I had seen some of it. Okay. But so, never in, like never the complete So movie. in doing our research, when we, when we were doing our research for the episode, we're like, oh, well, this is a revenge movie. I've wanted to see this. Yeah. This can be a new one, a new one for us. Well, because we actually looked up like revenge horror. What's the best revenge yeah, horror? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and this popped up on the list. So we're like, oh, we, we both wanted to see this movie. And so uh, it's in anyway, it's Martyrs. From 2008. French film. Not the, not the. Shitty remake. <laughs> Not the remake. Well, I don't know if it's shitty. I've never seen it. But. I don't know if it's shitty, but everything I've heard about it, it's shitty. Um, uh, so, yes, Martyrs from 2008. It's uh, a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child leads her and her friend, who is also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into a living hell of depravity. Yeah. Dep- depravity? So depravity? The, depravity. This know. is basically when revenge goes wrong. Oops, sorry about that. That's what this movie is. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes right at first. At first, and uh, then yeah, and I then have, it goes wrong. I have problems with this movie. I have a lot of problems with this movie. You do? I do. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk um, about them. Yeah, I will. Uh, so, before I get into it, though, let's let's talk about. I mean, you you just gave the summary. Though. Let's talk about the, like what actually does happen, though. Um. So you the movie starts off. You have uh, two little girls. Yeah. They're in a home, right? Is that what I'm assuming? Uh, like yeah, a it's like, a, like an orphanage or, or orphanage, something like yeah. that. Well, the first thing that you see is a is a girl escaping the clutches yes, of, of yes. what looks like uh, just somebody who's holding her captive and and obviously it mistreat is mistreating her horribly, abusing her physically. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so then uh, some other th- stuff happens. It shows like some some clips of them taking video of her. I think they're doing a study on her case. Yeah. And then you cut to uh, 15 years later uh, at the orphanage. She's made friends with this girl, Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, fifteen. No, it's not fifteen. Fifteen years later, they're already out of the orphanage. Yeah, 15, oh, yeah, yeah, fifteen yeah, years yeah. later is when they're adults. I, I would, sorry, yeah. I was cutting forward right, like straight to the to the revenge part. But oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of show them interacting, and and some people come to see her, and uh, some really horrifying stuff happens where uh, you see this like creature. Yeah, that's after her. I did not expect that. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't. I I knew and what the movie was about. I did not expect. And being that. that you didn't expect it, it's pretty it's pretty scary it the is, first time is. you see it. Um, uh, and I actually, I, I actually had forgotten for, for the bits that, of this movie that I had seen, I'd kind of forgotten about, uh, l- like how many different levels that I actually found it frightening on, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, so, um, that's kind of the last thing that you see at the orphanage is her, uh, in her bedroom, uh, at one point being confronted by this creature or mm-hmm. whatever it is that's following her. Mm-hmm. So you cut to 15 years later and you just, uh. You're kind of thrown right into what they're doing. Right, yeah. And, like, yeah, and this is where the revenge part That's why we in. said like the revenge kind of happens early on in this movie, and then the rest of the movie is kind of what happens after revenge goes wrong. the backlash of it, yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, so you she... cut to this seemingly normal, just really happy, well, not happy because the kids are fighting like kids will, but it's a, it's just a normal, normal family doing their thing. And then Lucy just shows up and just starts wasting everybody. Let freedom ring with the shotgun blast. <laughs> Little machine head, machine head for you there. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's she shows up. She's obviously severely damaged. Oh yeah. And um and just just takes out the whole family. And and it's kind of they kind of they kind of lead you in a direction that makes you think like does she really know what she's doing like yeah. does she even have the right people here does she she's out for revenge but is she even and she's clearly not thinking right yeah is she even killing the right people it's so she goes in and, and basically just wastes this whole family with a shotgun kids included kids included which was <laughs> which that was actually that's pretty upsetting you know like that um yeah i think my, the the worst part about it though was watching them throw the body of like a little seven-year-old girl into a ditch well she wasn't seven she was like or, 14 but... no she's younger than that no, no, no she was okay, she was pretty old still younger if her though. brother was 18 oh 14's old to you james <laughs> stop it <laughs> <laughs> no no it was it was it was very it was very weird though because you didn't know if it was even the right family you didn't know what it was right um and, and then she and then she goes and she makes a call and 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 uh anna is waiting to hear from her uh, you get the sense, not really the sense, you you get exactly from their conversation that Lucy wasn't really supposed to go in and do what she did. No. She was just supposed to watch them and find out if they were the right people, but in her mind she was 100% the right people, sure the that right they people were... The right people that were keeping her captive when she was a child. Right. And That's have, the whole like, point. And have damaged her so, so badly. So um, Anna shows up and she's kind of trying to clean up this horrible mess oh and by the way while they are uh well lucy is still in the house by herself she's Mm -hmm. confronted by this creature again yes which is every time still disconcerning every every time time it shows up i mean it's 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 scary that's one of the things i did like about it though is that creature like i thought it was really fucking cool yeah and it's and it's they did it well to the point where like they didn't show they didn't show you what it was full on until like after she had already dealt with it three or four times you know 
Like, you only ever just saw flashes of it. And this thing, like, every time she would see it, it would hurt her, yeah. like, really badly. Like, there was one point in time where she had, a like, a straight razor in yep. her hand, and the thing took the straight razor from her and just started slashing her back and yep. stuff like that. Or slicing her from, like, the bicep all the way down to the wrist at one point in time. Later well, that on. was, like, at the later end. Later on, like, though, the same, end. same yeah. creature doing the same thing, though. Yeah, it's, right. it's fucking... So, uh, so, so Anna shows up, realizes she needs to kind of clean up the situation. And uh, from there, you, you start to find out that maybe Lucy did have the right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and then some other people show up. Uh, just to you know, spoilers. Just to make a long story short here, Lucy kind of feels like her job is done, and she she kills herself. Yes. But you kind of find out that this creature that she's seeing is uh, sort of a figment of her imagination. Yeah, yeah. It's, so that's it, a, kind of a big spoiler, so, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, the, the, <laughs> we. None, none of the movie makes a whole lot of sense until the last, like, 15 minutes, in my opinion. Ooh, why? why? I, I, I didn't understand exactly what was going on until I realized... They, 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 there's, a, there's a character in the, in, this, in the movie that actually does explain everything. Mademoiselle. Yes. Um, which we're not even there yet, so maybe I'm jumping the gun here. Um, continue, because I'm, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. Basically, everyone ends up dead except for Anna, and she <laughs> and she's she's trying to figure out what the hell she's supposed to do with this situation, and she she kind of thinks that maybe Lucy had the wrong family until she finds this secret passageway that yeah. leads into this like the dreaded secret yeah this passage. dungeon <laughs> this dungeon down in the in the bottom of this family's house yep. which it was hidden behind the entertainment center are we supposed to believe that it was the in kids, a cabinet it was in a cabinet underneath the TV though. Like, are we supposed to believe that the kids never went looking for a DVD and, like, saw, oh, my parents have this giant torture chamber in I mean, their basement? Seeing what the parents did to these girls, it wouldn't shock me if the kids were probably afraid to do everything in that house. <laughs> they seemed like a normal family, though. I don't know. That's true. I don't know. So, anyway, she finds out, like, there's, you know, there's this horrible torture chamber in, the, in their house. And, uh, and she finds another girl down there, which... That was pretty horrifying yeah. in itself. Oh my god, yes. Ugh, like yeah. some really shocking stuff. This movie is like, it's not fun to watch. No. There's a it's, lot of... It's French shock horror. Right. Like yeah. especially the last it's, it's 25 it minutes or so. Which is where my big problem with it comes in. Uh, well, okay. So um, so, any, so anyway, she, uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, so she ends up, um, she finds this girl down in the basement... The girl is also being abused the same way that Lucy was. And then she's trying to help her. And then a group of people show up and start taking control of the situation. Yeah. So basically everything that was happening before this point was set up is what you realize. And these people come up and they take control of the situation, like you said, and they restart the process over again. But now with Anna in, the, in place of... They start. The girl. They start physically abusing um, her. Now, one of the things I did, I, I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not understand a lot of what was going on in this movie because they're kind of vague in what exactly is going on until Madame uh, Mademoiselle Wazo, until she actually talks about what's going on. She actually does physically explain everything, and it's basically they're they're basically torturing people for the sake of getting a reaction out of them. That's basically it. No, they're they're trying. Well. The reaction is seeing what is beyond death. Oh, 
Well, yeah, but well, you don't. But you don't understand that until the very end of the movie. They don't explain that in the first. Well, that's that's kind of the point. Like you're you're led to believe that these people are just sick, twisted people who are just torturing people for yeah. pleasure. Uh, women in particular, yeah. they're torturing women in particular for pleasure. But when this woman shows up, she explains to Anna that um, martyrdom is something that is not easily achievable, and and. They're they're essentially trying to and, and and that women are for some reason or another more susceptible more to susceptible it. to like the actual act of martyrdom, which they're 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 thinking of martyrdom in this in in like the the traditional sense of like uh, it comes from the uh, the Latin word martyros or yeah. whatever and it's it, and and it's it means witness yeah so they're basically what they're trying to do is inflict just such extreme physical agony on a woman to get her to the point where she sees beyond death. she transcends she, yeah. life and and sees beyond uh beyond the void what's going on and and sees what happens after death yeah. and they want to they, a glimpse of the other world if you will and what that's they, the idea of it their ultimate goal is to get to push somebody to that point but get them to the point where they can see what's beyond death but be able to come back and explain what they saw. Yep. Okay, so now that we have the, the movie explained. Right. <laughs> long winded Basically that gave was. away the whole movie. Um, so it's... You know what, though? I, I like the idea of the movie, right? I think the idea is actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. the, the idea of pushing someone to the brink of being able to cross over to the other side or whatever. Um, that being said... That's kind of what Flatliners was about, wasn't it? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Anyway. Uh, that being said, though, this I did not care for this movie because i did not care they they had just senseless um i don't know i like exploitation movies and this movie could absolutely be considered a modern exploitation movie yeah, sure um that being said most of the like like the ones from the 70s and whatnot there was still something behind them that made them work and in my opinion this movie didn't have that they spent a solid like 25 to 30 minutes of just beating a woman senseless for no reason. The last 25 and, minutes of the movie, basically. Yeah, and, and it didn't need to be there. I get the idea of trying to sell the point and this and that, but it did not need to be there. It The, the movie took a joy in the idea of beating a woman senseless because she was a woman because the only person that you can take, that can take this beating is a woman. Like, and I'm not one to t typically point that out in movies. But this, it seemed completely unnecessary. I I agree and disagree. Like I like I understand they they probably could have because it it got it got a bit tedious toward the end where you're you're literally just watching Anna in a room, and then somebody some big dude would come in and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, like and then and then really and then someone and then some woman would come in and force feed her. Oh, that was awful. Too. And then oh. some and then the dude would come back and beat the shit out of her again. And they literally show this this cycle for t like the last twenty five minutes of the yeah, movie. It's, it's like it's I I understand that they probably could have just showed that maybe once or twice and then implied. You yeah. know, through a passage of time that that's continued to happen to her, but at the same time, 
that was the entire point of the movie. My question though is, in, it's it's in the, the the direction of it though. Like you could have shot that, and you could have shown that, and you could have gotten the point across in so many different ways. And it seemed like the director just relished the idea that he was beating the shit out of this woman. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That's that's know. how I, I don't know. That's how I took it. I was watching. Like it. Was, you it you you told you you me. said some you said something to me earlier, and I've it, you said this uh, a few weeks back about another movie. You said this movie hates women, and. So if it were if it were on the opposite foot, where like every like martyrdom was more easily achieved by men, and they were yeah. doing this to men, would you say this movie hates men? I would say if they showed the exact same last twenty five minutes of this movie, but with a man in Anna's place, would you say this movie hates men? No, and I feel like there's more to say about that. I'm not the person. I'm not the right person to argue that point. So I'm not going to. I'm just asking um, your opinion. No, I know I get. It. I, I I certainly get it. There's there's a difference for whatever reason. There's a difference. I don't know. One's more unsettling to me than the other. Just that's my how my brain works. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I it, I get the idea of it. And I like the idea of it. I like the idea of pushing someone to the brink, to where they're seeing to the other side. They're crossing <clears throat> over without not. I, I get that. You know, I, you're getting this heightened this heightened state of consciousness, I, to where I think what. Sorry to interrupt, but I think what made the I, I think what made those scenes necessary is what happened at the end, where uh, the woman who was force feeding her finally comes in and like almost kind of tenderly puts her hands on her face and tells her, "You don't have to suffer for too much longer. It's almost over." Yeah. Like the point was to get across that they're treating her so horribly, but they actually believe that they're doing something good. Sure. Sure. Which is, you know, obviously wrong. It's terrible what they're doing, but like, but they believe that they're doing it for like this greater purpose. So in that way, I understand why they showed that whole montage of just absolute torture yeah, and it's, mistreatment. It's unsettling, though. It is. Yeah, it, it definitely it's, is. It is very unsettling. So, <laughs> and a lot of people. Uh, so basically, she she achieves martyrdom. Yeah. And she sees what's beyond. And <laughs> don't give it away. Don't give it away. I, I'm not Don't gonna. I'm not gonna it. give it away. But there, <laughs> we've given everything else away about the movie. But yeah, well, uh, I won't give, give away them, the end. Give the audience one last thing. She uh, she does achieve martyrdom, and it doesn't it doesn't pan out the way that Madam this wanted giant. To. It turns out because like a bunch of people convene at this house, and it turns out that this is like a huge thing, like a, a huge occasion group of people who who are on a quest for whatever they're on a quest for is to find out if there's something after death. It reminded me a little and bit of doesn't Get pan, Out. It doesn't pan out the way that they expect it It reminded to. me a little bit of like Get Out where you have like the, the, the rich and the esteemed to, to get together mm -hmm. and take part in this ritual, yeah. so to speak. Kind of reminded me of that a little bit, you know? Uh, not not the same thing, but, you know, a bunch of people, you know, high highfalutin people get together to take part in this horrible thing that happens and they all think that it's good you know yeah. like, it's just one of those weird yeah things. for sure but uh, anyway that was martyrs we probably were a little bit long-winded <laughs> on that sorry let's get to one that we like a lot well i for the record i did like martyrs but whatever yeah, okay uh, fine but we're this split, movie we're, we're split thumbs on that one but this movie i loved <laughs> oh my god uh, it's a movie called I Saw the Devil from 2010. I have been wanting to watch this movie ever since I heard about it. Jeez. And finally I did. This movie was uh, so awesome. This is a Korean movie. Yeah. So two two uh, foreign films in this week in this week's bunch. 
And and uh, and the Korean films have been killing it. They really too, have because we yeah. saw uh, the host, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. What was uh, there was another one that we oh, just watched. God. What was it? And I was thinking about it earlier yep, today, yep, and now yep. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yep. And now I saw the devil. Like yeah, they're just uh, they're killing it over there. Yeah, the the Koreans can make a horror movie. Um, this movie is about. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's a secret agent. Uh, is he really he, a secret no, agent? That, that's, he's this a federal, is, federal agent. He's, I would yeah, say. he's more of like a uh, uh, what do you, a secret, secret service? service. Secret yeah. service. Yeah. I guess you could call it a secret agent. But he's a secret service guy who exacts revenge on a serial killer through a series of captures yeah. and releases. This is this this movie uh, encapsulates the whole idea of revenge. This was a perfect so, revenge oh, movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, some pretty crazy stuff in this movie too. Yeah. So a quick rundown because that, that synopsis was not not very great. But uh, essentially, what happens is there's a girl stuck on the side of the road. A guy comes up to try to help her. It turns out he's a serial killer. Kills the girl. Right. She ended up being pregnant. The husband wants his revenge. Tracks down the guy. The husband of, is the secret service. Is the secret guy. service guy. Yeah. Instead of killing him, he captures him, tortures him, and then lets him go. Gives him a boatload of money. Sends him on his way. Well, Basically, he, he wants to recapture him and torture him every single time this guy does something. He, he finds him. He fi- when he finds him, eventually, uh, because he's part of the secret secret service or whatever, he has connections and he he asks his one buddy in the secret service to steal him this uh, tracker. Yeah, and it's it's, about, it's about the size of a pill. And when he first finds this guy, he just beats the absolute hell out of him. And then he, while the guy is half unconscious, he makes him swallow this pill. Mm-hmm. So that way he can track him on his phone whenever he wants. So he beats the shit out of him, he breaks his arm, <laughs> and and then just kind of like throws him in a shallow grave with an envelope full of money on his chest. Yeah. And it's like the ultimate fuck you is, is what it is. Yeah. It's like, bitch, I got you. <laughs> and the guy the guy wakes up. This guy's a like a prolific serial killer. He's super scary oh yeah by the way um and great performances yeah too. oh dude oh, every, like every performance in this movie was yeah. incredible um and this is another one that's been very it, it seemed very western i don't know now i'm wondering if this is more of a korean thing like are korean films a little bit more western uh have western sensibilities to them uh as far as their their films go as opposed to yeah japanese other... can be a little bit it can be a little bit jarring at times because of the culture shock right. uh, chinese can be the same way um, some some of those some Asian countries, you know, like, it's not that they're bad movies or anything. It's just there's just a, there's a culture difference between the two of them. And right, how we and view the, movies. Right, and the the movies that we've watched out of Korea, in they the seem past to be weeks. a little more in line with American sensibilities. Right. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it's a, so like Mike said, he he basically will catch up to him. It's a cat and mouse game. Right. <laughs> he just lets him go, and the and the guy's got such a big head about about himself because he thinks he's this amazing killer who can never be caught mm-hmm. and he just keeps getting caught by this secret yep. agent guy and and he can't stop either like, like he just every, every time he gets let free he thinks he's free and well, then he's, he's the the uh <laughs> the secret service guy is uh, so his uh his name is um kim so hyun kim yeah yeah i don't, I don't know how to I, kim so hyun that's it yeah um, and the killer is Kyung Chai. Kyung Chul. Chul. Kyung Chul. Um, every every time he catches it, like he's just such a badass about it. Yeah. He'll just because he's like uh, a superhero almost. Yeah. The way that he fights. Like they're <laughs> well, yeah, obviously because he's he's tra- he's highly trained. This is kind of it's kind of like Taken 
You know, he oh, has a, a, bit, a, he has a certain set of like a, a specialized set of skills where he's going to use that he's going to use to like exact his revenge on this mm-hmm. guy. But he's uh, like every time he gets to him, he it's, it's like he's just fucking with him. Yeah, because exactly at, at one point in time, I think it's the second time that he catches him. Uh, the serial killer is about to like basically force this girl to have sex with him in a doctor's office. Yeah. And he he just walks in like like nothing's going on, and he just walks in with a fire extinguisher in her in his hand. It just walks up, just, <laughs> just smashes like, oh, him over so the face, good. and then he beats, it's so satisfying. <laughs> he beats the absolute shit out of him, and he's got the guy face down on the ground, and the the girl who is who works at the doctor's office is about to walk out, and he just looks at her, and he says. He says, no, don't go. He's going to need treatment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's going to well, leave him alive so, again, and he's going to let him get medical attention so that he can let him go and go catch him again. This is part of the movie that I, did, I took issue with, though. There's a couple of things that happen in the movie that just wouldn't be possible. And in this particular scene, he slices his Achilles tendon with a, with a scalpel. Oh, god! Like, shoves it through his, his ankle, pulls it out the back, and it, slices it straight through. It looks gnarly, too. I don't care if you have a boot on or, or anything. You, you're not walking on that. You can't. Like, there's no, there's no. There's well, you actually have no personal leverage. experience with this because your, your dad tore my, his Achilles tendon in half, right? Trying to help somebody, yeah. Right. Uh, Never and, tried to help somebody again, but um, but yeah, no. And he was off his feet though for months. Like right. you can't. I mean, that that used to be that was a career killer in sports back in the day. If you tore your Achilles, that was it. You were done. Like now, in, in recent years, it's better. But like, if you take a scalpel and slice it straight through it. In the span of time this movie goes, you're not walking on that at all. Well, I I agree. I agree with you, but at the same time, I kind of found myself wondering, like, if you because the Achilles tendon, uh, the purpose that it serves is to, you know, if, once your foot flexes one way, it basically pulls your foot back into yeah. that position. If you were to wrap your foot and your ankle tightly enough to where it was braced. Yeah, like a hundred percent. No, you well. You might you might still be able to walk on it. Not the way he was. In my personal experience, you can you can like use it for leverage, but that's about the extent of it. You need crutches to be able to 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 move forward. There was a lot of that kind of stuff in this movie too. Like this is another one where he had to suspend disbelief because because at one point he the first the first meetup that they have, um, he beats the shit out of him. He like suffocates him with a a like plastic wrap. Yeah, and then he. Just when you think that he's about to just kind of let him fall into unconsciousness, he sees a rock, like a huge rock to his left, and he rolls him over and just starts smashing, smashing his, his face on the in, rock. Yeah. And then he puts his arm on that same rock and then stomps on his arm and just breaks that arm in half. And that arm but, doesn't seem broken for the rest of the movie. Well, the killer, yeah, like the, he's he, like five, five minutes later, not five minutes, obviously, but after he wakes up and he's like hitchhiking back into town or whatever. Yeah. He's in a cab, and he ends up, like, which, by the way, this scene was crazy. The, yeah, the scene yes. inside the cab, like, he ends up in a a three-person fight inside of a moving cab. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. With and a tiny little, like, boot knife, just and stabbing, like, yeah, crazy. Like, he's stabbing two people, and then there's another guy trying to stab both of them. What was... Was the guy in the back seat another killer? Like, what was the deal with that guy? No, I don't think so. Well, he was... He might have just had a weapon to 
just had a knife on him, and you carry a knife. But Kyung Kyung Chol seemed like he knew that that guy was going to attack at any point. Like he had. Well, I like think he, he kept I, looking at him in the rearview mirror, and the guy had this look on his face, like he and and he started to pull a knife out of his pocket too. Not Kyung yeah, Chol, I, the I, guy in the back seat. I think Kyung Chol just just honestly gave off a bad vibe. I honestly, that's it. You know. You think so? Yeah, I really do. I don't think there's. I don't think you need to look into it any more than that. He okay. gave him a bad vibe, and the guy in the back seat realized something was going to happen, and it he was, tried to protect himself. It was the way the guy was smiling or something. It came off like creepy, like he was. That's just racist. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but but then but then he he does so like uh, they have a couple of interactions where um, Soo Hyun beats the shit out of him and then lets him live. Yeah. And then uh, Kyung Chol ends up at this like compound in the middle of the woods. Yeah, this is a, this with is a, like with a, a nice, cannibal. With like a fucking cannibal. This was like a nice, big, beautiful <laughs> house. I was like, oh, what is this guy doing for a living? Where he lives in this beautiful compound? But uh, it was you. You realize that these guys have known each other for yeah. quite a long time, and at one point in time, they were gonna like form this uh, this group that was gonna overthrow the government and. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? I don't. They're psychopaths. But this guy's just watching him eat human flesh was really getting to yeah. me. No, I agree. I can watch people get their heads chopped. It was like off people being. Day. It was like the girls being force fed martyrs. That was the yeah. worst part to me. Like they're just gagging on this like grits looking shit. Oh, well, and he wasn't. Oh. He he wasn't <laughs> gagging or anything. But it's just like I said. I can I can watch people get their heads blown off, chopped off. I can watch Achilles tendons get cut with a scalpel. That yeah. stuff doesn't bother me. But for Eating. some reason, I agree. watching somebody eat and like he kept laughing and smiling and like stuff would come out of his mouth and his teeth. And I was just like, just stop eating people just for the rest of this scene, <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gross. Um, so then, you know, Su Hyun shows up at this compound and takes care of business again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, there's, there's, I could. I could probably sit and chat about this movie for like the next two hours because I I liked it that much. Yeah, I thought it was I, such an awesome movie. I think one of my favorite parts about it is that the uh, uh, how uh, Su Young like how he was calm and collected throughout everything. Yeah. Until the very end, finally, everything, once once everything wraps up, his emotions go crazy. But throughout this entire thing, though, he's <laughs> so calm and collected. It's creepy. Like. Yeah. It's, it's well, really, a, really, well, really it was, weird. Well, it was exactly like, uh, like, like Taken. Yeah. Where he is, uh, what the hell's his name? Why can't I? Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Where Liam Neeson, he's just like, he's Giant. got his, he's got his eye on the prize the whole time. He's cool. He's calm, collected. Yeah. But then, like you said, once the whole thing is over, he lets his guard down. Like, and, and that's and, what and this, how, this, and how this it movie. Ended, this I don't want to give it away. How it ended was. Oh, so good, <laughs> so good. The ending. Oh my god. The ending, as far as like the you know the the fu- the resolve between the two of yeah, them is really yeah. awesome. Oh, it's so good. But it's, it's not so a, satisfactory. Too. But it's not a happy ending. Oh no, at all. no, no. But it's so satisfactory because it. it, it what kind of sucks is that um, Jay will tell you off air because I know you haven't seen it, but it's so good. What kind of sucks is <laughs> is that uh, Su Hyun, so he's he's basically out for vengeance because his uh, fiance or his girlfriend or whatever was was killed. But there are other people involved. There's other family members involved, mm-hmm. and his it's, it's very it's, much it's, like death sentence. Um, yeah, kind of. It yeah, really it really is. is. It because, really, really is. Well, it 
Yeah, it is. It is. Nate, you're exactly that, that right. That roller because, coaster ride they go on. Because you're kind of he he wants he wants his revenge, and he he loves his family, but one takes precedence over the other mm-hmm. at some point in time, yeah. and it so it doesn't really go completely as planned, yeah, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, like I said, this doesn't. It's not really a happy ending. Like you actually end with uh, a shot of Kim uh, or Su Hyun um, you know just like breaking down yeah. because he knows that it's the first time that he you see emotion that, on his face the entire movie right and and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like an overflow of emotion but at the same time you think back to the words of his uh, sister-in-law where she says to him like if you kill him what's really going to change it's not going to yeah. bring back your your wife he was and, one uh, track mind though like he was right, not like he going just, to say he wasn't going to do it yeah there was there was a this like we said this was when you want a revenge movie this was the one like this was very satisfying because it's kind of like in a in this type of setting where somebody has been horribly wronged by another person you almost kind of love this cat and mouse yeah. thing where it's like yeah it hurt him I and then wish let that him I would go be the and man. then hurt him again I wish I could be the man that would do it you know what I'm saying? Like I really do. Like I, I could never be that guy. No. It wouldn't work. I'd get killed no. in the first five seconds. Yeah, but like exactly. I want to be that guy. He's like the superhero of fucking up people's lives. Like well, that's, that, that's what this guy is. That's like what I said earlier when I was talking to Tank. I was like, I've mentally prepared myself to be this superhero if I ever need to be, but I know that I will die literally thirty seconds into any sort of quest. <laughs> so hopefully I never get myself in that yeah. situation. But I don't know. Like I said, I I could talk about this movie all night. I, I thought it was so awesome. This is yeah. This is one of those flicks. It's a little bit long. It's it's two hours and twenty two minutes. Um, I feel as though they could probably could have cut a good solid twenty five minutes out of this movie. I don't know though. Like I, um, I, I there was pro- one sequence too long. I think. Can you think of something in particular that you would have cut out though? Um, yeah, I I would have cut out the, the so the um. It's it's hard to explain for people who haven't seen the movie, but like the uh, the cat and mouse game goes back and forth. It goes back to one, back to two, back to one, back to two. Yeah. He does it a lot. Just cut out one of those times where the killer is on the loose and then the guy catches back up with him. Just cut one of those those times out. But they were also satisfying. They were all very good. <laughs> I just don't think that it necessarily needed it to tell the story though. And to be a little bit more of a digestible movie at two hours is better than being two hours and 22 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it didn't need it. It, it sold the story better, sure. Right. But I, I don't think it needed that. In, in an American setting, if this movie was to be remade, and it is being remade. It for, is? Yeah. Uh, I heard about it a little while ago. They're they're remaking it for American audiences. Um, that being said, though, you'll never... that I guarantee you it's not going to be a two-hour and 22-minute movie. It's, it's not, not going to be as good either. No, no. They just the won't. new Martyrs sucked too from my understanding so yeah, yeah i haven't seen it but i i from everything i've heard from people they, that were fans of the original they didn't really like it mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just they they won't they won't do the things that they will in other countries no. here like they won't show you what because americans are pussies yeah that's why. just a bunch of pussies <laughs> i don't know like just if you're gonna make a horror movie make a horror movie yeah. show it you know yeah. I agree. That's why yeah. I think the MPAA is a bunch of bullshit. But nah, that, whatever. we could literally make an entire other episode about that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So that was I saw the devil from Korea, from Amazing Bill, uh, USA, from Amazingville, <laughs> um, USA. Amazing Bill, USA. No, Amazing Bill, <laughs> Korea. 
<laughs> at that at that rate, we should probably sign off here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yes, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need to take revenge, don't call us because we'll be useless yeah. to you. And also, if you ever find yourself in the situation where you need to find us on, you know, the internet's. You oh, can you can us. you can do that. You can do that. You can do you that. You can find us on SoundCloud, <laughs> Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Horror Horrorino. <laughs> Uh, at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can find us on Tumblr uh, at some point in time because I've been behind on it. Because I'm not, I, I still have not figured out how I want to redo the new get Tumblr. Your, get I know, your shit I together. I started working on some stuff. Yeah, it'll get there. Anything that I'm behind on, I will catch up on eventually. I promise. Well, you can find that at the, the buzzkillpodcast.tumblr.com <laughs> That was good. That was a good one, guys. That was, uh, that if, was you're good. Look, if you're looking you for can, you your, 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 your check it out on social media at Ocean Recording or you can find it at the website at www.oceanrecordingstudio.com Yes, sir. And I have two days left on a special that's a buy one, get one free but recording package. Will that be over by Sunday? It will be, but if there's a listener that's listening to this show and they inquire about getting their song recorded, mixed oh, and mastered, there you go. Or if you just want mixing and mastering, I'll, I'll work something out with you. If you inquire that you heard it on this song, I will honor so that. How even about this? Saturday night. How about this? You will honor it if you use password, the Buzzkill Podcast. There you go. There it is. That's it. Like I want a song, password, the Buzzkill Podcast. That's it. That's it. All right, boys. Well, hey, revenge. <sighs> Revenge is Gentlemen. so sweet. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Go your way now. Go with God. Bag full of gods.